here's what guys told me to do this morning. Is talk about how you've believed a lie for a long time. Or how someone put an interpretation on God's word that has made people seen the truth in a false light. For a very, very long time. In my heart, when I the Holy Spirit came over me and I've not studied the Bible or anything, I was literally in the middle of the wilderness in, in the middle of sin. I mean, like, a sinful place. I mean, it wasn't... I didn't even know it was sin, but now I do, okay? But... And what people were doing, okay? So... God told me that the death that I was going to die isn't like other death. Okay? But I couldn't, I knew it wasn't dead death. So, the truth is this. The word, it says, John six sixty three, For the flesh profit nothing. My words, they are spirit and they are life. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Though you live, you will die. Or though you will die, you will live. Okay, so you have these key elements there. They're telling you that you're not really dead. The wages of sin are death. Jesus came, who knew no sin, to be sin, so that you could become righteousness of God in Christ. And I'm trying to do this so that it can come together for everyone a little more simplified, but not falsely simplified. Like maiming someone on a cross and then saying that they've come back to life. And then everybody trying to figure out how they obtain the Spirit. How you obtain the Spirit is by laying down your own life. And putting others and becoming poor for others. And I didn't read none of those scriptures. And that's what I did. And somebody that knew the word of God had got the message. And how I know is because you manifested so many different things. Well, this is where I've noticed a little hiccup. Because I've been operating alone. Okay, with God. And people that I don't know have gotten involved in my sacrifice. And why I say that is because I said for things to occur, or that were going to occur. And people, it has happened. I wanted to include people and all kinds of stuff. I just went into this whole big thing. It's like God just came over me in this big way. But in this whole experience, it was up to people to get to know God that didn't know God and know what to throw away and what to keep and to have love and compassion on the person that laid down their life for them. Not to hurt that person because in all actuality in the word of God, it says, if you were of God, you would love me. And everybody likes that scripture that says, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Okay, so God examines the heart. And there's what you call 
spontaneous reaction to things to being upset and then there's what you call premeditated able to think something out and make a just decision before you act upon it okay and whenever like for example if someone tells you you know to hurt them and you love that person okay I know because I've had that experience. My mom, I was getting bullied at school. And my mom begged me to hit her and I couldn't do it. Just because she told me to hurt her, I couldn't do it. And she's my mom. So if you love me, you would have never hurt me. Not even if I told you to. And in the Word of God, when it says, if you were of God, you would love me, that, that just really, I mean, that was very personal for me. But when I laid down my life, I knew it wasn't that kind of a death. I knew it was a suffering. It was a suffering out of love that, hey, I want to take some of the burden off of you of what you might have to suffer so that you don't have to suffer as much. And also, what I went through was going through many scenarios all over the place and just trusting God, not worrying about my own reputation. And so suffering in these sins that I wasn't aware of or, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, your imagination goes crazy because you want to criminalize me. That's all you want to do. That's the beast inside of you. You got to think about this. Someone that is a godly love is not a beast. So you can scratch that out. And it does take a godly love to say, hey, I want to save the people that hurt me. Okay, that's already there. That's already there. But it didn't give them a right to hurt me more. Okay? But I did suffer things that other people deserved. And that's fine with me. But when I laid down my life, it's like I knew God anyways. Whenever I was little and I told on the person that hurt me, I knew God then too. And everybody has this argument over there's no sin in them. No, the sin's in the world. Do you realize how, how wicked the world is and especially the naive people that want to be loved and they want to, they're so easy to be swayed. So that's not in them. They were swayed there. A lot of people, if they know the truth, they'll go, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, if they know sin. But anyway, like it's, it's a sin to get drunk. And it is true, 1 Peter 5, 8, for the devil prowls around seeking who may devour, be sober-minded. And so for a long time, the churches and everyone else in the world have been under this impression that you maim this person on a cross and it saves you. 
and they just come back alive. But I think they're under the impression that Jesus is back alive in their spirits, and it's an invisible Jesus. No, it tells you Jesus is in the flesh. And, uh, and people say, well, people gathered around Jesus, yes. And I think the spirit in the word, the way that it's written, it's interpreted by other people besides Jesus. Okay? So I laid down my life as Jesus, and I'm trying to interpret it for you through the word. And the word has came over me, and it's been absolutely amazing. But they had to use physical things in the Bible to explain spiritual things. For example, take this drink and it's my blood poured out for you, that type of deal. We know it's not blood. Eat this bread and remember it's my body broken for you. Well, we know it's not his body. Those are examples that the whole Bible sometimes is spirit to explain spiritual things to you. When it comes to the sacrifice. And so, the whole, my, me bearing your sins in my body, I didn't have to do that. I could have worried about my own reputation, myself, and how my life was going to go for me. But you know what? I wanted my life to mean more than that. I wanted it. it I said, you know what? You could give me all the riches in the world and I wouldn't be happy. That's what I said back then. I have to have something better first. And you know what? That's in the Bible too. It says, seek me and all of this will be added to you. So, I have completed my mission with feeling what I felt was important first. And I felt like others were important over myself. And people are so materialistic, they can't grasp that. Because when you seek the things of the world first, it is hard to do. I don't know anything about that. So when you hold other people back and you oppress them, that's been afflicted when it tells you not to do that and whenever it says that there's something good for me and you hold me back from those things, you're robbing God. I'm not sitting here pleading my case because I have a craving of riches and all of that kind of stuff. I want peace and I don't want to be sitting here bothering people that give grudgingly. I don't want to, I don't, it aches my soul every time I have to deal with that. I don't want to go into workplaces where people don't like God and I have this aura about me that they just want to dig into me and they think they, by appearance, they think they know something about me that they don't know. And I have this brightness about me that I can just, like, it's like an x-ray when I go, th when I go around people, it's like an x-ray. I don't want to deal with that. I want my peace and my joy and God says it is for me and I'm going to have it. And yes, there's a there's someone before me that died too. But Jesus coming in the flesh is not something that ends. 
it ends when people stop believing. And when you start believing a false story, that's when it ends. And that's when there is a part in the Bible where it says when there's the love is dwindled. And I've noticed that. And that's because abundance has gotten in people that have withdrawn their heart and kept themselves inside their own little safe holes and lived a safe life and are very reluctant to give because they've closed off their hearts to strangers and to new people. And there's two sides to it. There's some people that hearts ain't right, and then there's some people that just got lazy and comfortable knowing that they know what they know. When it says in the Bible that they feed their self, it's talking about staying inside the church, keeping the word a secret, and not letting people really know what you know. And that's why Jesus comes. Jesus comes because Jesus has the, the lamb that was slain, God literally has exalted me, given me permission to tell you the truth. Trusted me. And so, I don't know why it would cause you to believe less when I tell you that it's not a death like that. And that I died for you and I'm alive now. And I'm pouring out the Spirit so that you can become righteousness. So you will have the knowledge of how to become the righteousness of God in Christ. And that you, by one sacrifice, are being made holy forever while you are trying. It's not a magic wand thing where, poof, you're magically okay now and you can just do whatever you want. You're saved. No, that's not how it goes. God examines your heart and knows your heart. Work on your salvation daily. And you are saved. But it says, it also says that if you were blind, you would see. But now you say you see, and it says get away from me. So, what it's telling you is that there's people that have lived inside holiness just to save themselves. <clears throat> That's exactly what it's saying. Because if you had faith, and it's, I don't know, sometimes it gets a little hard for me to explain, but have a blessed day.